podcast you are currently listening to is called Bad Playstyle, in which we all play the same video game and then talk about it, during the course of which we will swear a ton and probably spoil every single aspect of the video game. All right, that was fairly close to the first try. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, take it. I'll fucking take it. All right, it's a clean line in my in my recording too. Uh, so, welcome to Bad Playstyle, um, a coronavirus edition. Uh, that's going to date us, which <laughs> I know <laughs> we're not supposed to do. Well, hopefully not too many. Well, Jesus. We, well our we podcast really... is now a doc. Our pocket. Our podcast is a document of history now. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't necessarily like talk about a lot of news anymore. I don't know that that moratorium is well, necessary. Sure, sure, but it was, I know it was like a thing where, you know, we, we, we didn't want to date individual episodes too yeah. much, unless, yeah. uh, unless on like very personal stuff. But anyway, um, we played uh, an amazing game that I really enjoyed, and that my friends I think enjoyed slightly less than me, um, called The Shrouded Isle by Kit Fox Games. But before we can talk about that, uh, we have to talk about what games we've been playing lately, which... It's it's been a minute and there's been some delays in recording, so I imagine y'alls have lots to say. I'd like to hear from the person I don't live with because <laughs> oh, I can just shit. walk down the hall and see what Keenan's playing. Yeah, it's true. You can't do that. Um, so Owen, what's up, man? Uh, I bought the RimWorld DLC. You bought the RimWorld DLC. I actually want to hear about this. What what the fuck is going on with this? Um, it adds like feudal lords, like yeah, um, like space dynasties. Yeah, like, so like, like burning wheel style. Like do. kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think Burning Wheel is probably a pretty good comparison, or Burning Empires. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's the same shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, so like, I found small, small tangent. I, so I, you, I contacted that dude on Twitter about an RPG he made about um, Viking squabbling over inheritance, and I was like, hey, where can I buy this RPG? It seems really interesting. He was like, oh, as far as I know, nowhere. And then I tried, I tried to be like, hey, that sucks. Can I buy your RPG? And he was just like, didn't respond. Anyway, you were saying, sorry. That Good sounds way. like the uh, the Gladiator game guy. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, well, anyway, you have to generate a new world for it because it has to like populate your world with like monarchies and shit. Oh, um, yeah. But like, as far as I can tell, so, so like the primary system that i see that it's like layered on top of everything is that these um you know like the way you'll you'll get missives in Rimworld where they'll say like oh this other faction wants to meet with you here to trade to talk to do peace talks or they want you to send a caravan bringing 13 dusters right like that type of shit yeah when you get those messages now one of the things you can get as a reward from certain types of factions is they will grant a person, depending on who you pick when you accept the mission, like royal title. Oh, okay. Um, so I have a I have a baroness right now. I think I I might have moved up one rank from that. It's actually like super fucking annoying um, because. <laughs> well, they're like manage the shit out of them. Yeah, well, they're like they're like fucking nobles in Dwarf Fortress. Well, they'll make stupid mandates where they'll just say like, "Yeah, make ten bowlers," because I like bowlers. So, or so they need a cooler room, and they need like. 
So these nasty tribals ask for 10 coats and then ennoble the person who brought them to them. And then the person comes back with a big head. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that, that they need a better bedroom. They need to eat. They, they can only eat like a higher meal tier than everyone else. Um, and they're just absolutely miserable if they don't have this. <laughs> um, like crippling levels of, of like, oh, yeah. you, you can't get through this with just weed. Yeah, um, yeah, I know absolutely. That's been your, I know that's been your solution in the past. <laughs> yeah, I had to light, ease up on that because on my last base, everyone got fucking carcinoma. Um, but so the way they like sort of offset it because like, why would you want this? Like, this is terrible. Like mm -hmm. they have to eat like basically more food because lavish meals just take more meat and vegetables to cook for some reason. Like right. lavish meals are just bigger meals, I guess. Except they're not any more nourishing. Um, well, you just you're, you're pruning off the good parts of the food and throwing away the rest. Yeah, right? I guess so. But like, let me turn that into dog food then, or something. <laughs> um, so the 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 hitches, the thing that makes it worthwhile, is there's a ton of new weapons in the game. They're really really cool weapons. You get these like super sledges and psychic focus stabs, psychic powers. Dope. Um, but anytime you use like this like this whole page of new weapons they added in the dlc if you do not have the sufficient royal title because these things are made for royalty it sends out like a psychic ripple and if you are not like a praetor or a baroness or whatever's required for like a given weapon um it that psychic ripple may be detected and they may come fuck you up because like you are no, you were supposed to have this yeah you're fucking scum and you you had the gall to pick up a zeus hammer yeah um <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and, and also the um, a very common quest reward for doing missions for like these royal factions is they will give you consumable items you can use on a person to just like, hey, what if I just developed my psionic powers a ton? That's cool. Um, so like my Baroness is like actually kind of dope. She can turn invisible and teleport and stuff like that, and like okay. stun dudes. Um, it's kind of weird. They made it seems like they're making melee like really really viable. Hmm. Um, there's a whole That's new good. tier. It's good because it fucking wasn't before. Oh yeah, I I I still can't bring myself to believe it. I still hide behind sandbags with guns. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, but there was an attempt. Yeah, yeah, there there was there was an attempt. It, it's I I it's mostly that I'm just scared. Um, there's a new tier of armor called cataphract armor, which I think is I'm meant to understand is a power armor. It's not just like plate mail or anything. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you read the description on it, it says powered. Yeah, it, it shoots um, out tachyons. It's got a Faraday field. Yeah, all that good stuff. There's a ton of weird, goofy ass mission types. Um, like I got contacted by um, I forget what they're called. They're the the Broken Imperium. That's the the neighboring faction to me. The bro the 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 I think the Emperor of the Broken Imperium contacted me and said, um, I would like mm -hmm. to offer you like this pile of goodies, and it's like a bunch of like psychic weapons and shit like that, and but. For me to give you this, what you have first have to let me do is send a Manhunter pack of 17 Timberwolves at your base, and I will watch it from a high-orbiting drone. Um, that one was pretty great. No, it was fucking cool, because... Um, wolves Timberwolves are, ain't shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll also, wolves are melee units at the end of the day. Um, mm. And we have 24 hours notice before they show up, so like it's super cool. Yeah, like, okay, no, that's fair. Like, no one got jumped out chopping wood. Like, we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah I guess um, you could... Yeah, you can bring everyone inside and put the guns outside, and you're good. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. Um, 
I got one where they they wanted to turn on a weather machine to study me, and so it was a raining thunderstorm for 17 days, which wasn't that big a deal, but it was really annoying to listen to, uh, like <laughs> thunderclaps, like constantly for like probably like an hour of gameplay or something like that. Um, I don't know. It, it's not like a super deep expansion, but it, it's cool. Um, they over they did they also did like a ton of quality life overhauls of just everything. Like a lot of the interface just is a little cleaner and easier to read. The tech tree, Keenan pointed out to me, that details everything you get out of each research tier. Oh, it, says, it legitimately says like when you get this, you get this gun and this gun and this gun. That's yeah, good. and That's this good. desk. Because um, <laughs> before it was kind of a shooting in the dark thing. Yeah, yeah you'd, absolutely. You'd, you'd finish a tech and then open up production and be like, "What the fuck? Where'd this come from? Oh, yeah. okay, like." Yeah, so, but there's just like a ton of shit added to the game, like a ton of new weapons and armor and um, the like uh, high end tech that that's meant to be enticing to like dangle in front of the player and the, make like, them glitter world shit. Yeah. Right. yeah, but it still feels like playing RimWorld, you know. Okay, it reminds me of um, like uh, the the update for Heat Signature that added all the special enemies. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, where you're yeah. like, wait, why would I want this? Yeah. And then you play it, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that update for Heat Signature was incredible. Yeah. I remember being super skeptical of it, but that, oof, was a good one. It's like, why would I want a guy who makes everyone invincible? Oh, right, this game is about pain and failure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, about, about, about feeling a, awesome when you a, overcome it. Yeah, about yeah. a job gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically what I've been playing. I've been playing The Division as well, but I don't really have anything to add to that game since The Division 2 is better it. than The Division 1. Is yep. all we need to say, really. Yeah, uh, it's it's exactly as stupid and loud, <laughs> uh, and exactly as um, chock a block with dead end ideologies. <laughs> yeah, every single faction in that game is wrong about everything. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Keenan, what you been up to? I also picked up the RimWorld expansion, but like okay. a week after Owen, so I've only played a little bit, and I haven't really dipped my toes into the interacting with the royalty mechanics, because I was like, I want a base that's capable of falling apart before I do this thing that will make it fall apart. Well, yeah, so, like, Owen's gone back to RimWorld several times since we did the episode on it, and you you have, but less. I've so. dipped, but definitely not as much, yeah. I, I imagine uh, a large portion of this is just like, hey, let's find my feet, you know? Yeah, that's definitely where I'm at right now. I've got, like, five people, and we finally have a wall, and, like, the resources are okay. I'm doing the weed thing. Owen, I see you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. That out. And, like, there are a lot less fits. I understand so, it. So <laughs> I, I, found the, I found the trick with that is you have to set your drug policy that if your recreation or happiness drop below 50%, you have to smoke a blunt. You can put that in the rules. Um, okay. And if you do that, um, people chill the fuck out, but they don't get cancer. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll have to tweak my rule then, but that's cool. Um, I, I got a big, big board in the mess hall that says, you yelling? Time to smoke. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got a little deeper this time into um, like the uniform rules and the assigning rules. Okay. So, so like I finally made it so like if your apparel gets to 50% durability, you have to take it off because it's going to make right. you sad. Yeah. And then the tailoring bench says at all times we need to have at least three of each clothing item in the stockpile. And then the incinerator, the, the cremator, 
um, has a standing order. So anytime there's any clothing that's below 50, right. uh, 51%, it gets right. incinerated. Also, all tainted clothes always get incinerated. And also all clothes below normal quality get incinerated. Yo, do you know the, the sweet hack for not having tainted clothes? What's that? So if those guys don't die in the field immediately, mm -hmm. and you don't care about saving them or capturing them, you just strip that motherfucker right there. <laughs> and then his clothes don't get the, the dead guy debuff. <laughs> Oh, okay, sure. Like, he just, like, knock the dude down, like, slam his knees out with a hammer or whatever, and then you're like, give me those clothes, and you leave him laying there. <laughs> like... Oh, you just reminded me of the one thing I, I changed on my playthrough this time. I made it so large caravans uh, don't come trade with me ever. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I, I only get trades with the orbital beacon. Mm -hmm. But it means that I can antagonize every faction yep. <laughs> and they can come yep. attack me and I can capture their people. And so I got fucking 30 people in my base right now. So actually, I was playing yesterday and I had a really raw event happen where uh, a big caravan showed up. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go talk to the guy. Well, some big ass dude in his caravan was beefing with the dude who fucking ran the caravan and mm -hmm. just straight up killed him on our grounds and then they all leave. Oh, like, wow. I didn't get to train with them at all because the fight broke out. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> this is my last room world story. No, I, got no, a, I got a royal decree from the Broken Imperium and they said like, hey, we want you to put up these guests with these, these six guests for 21 days and you have to keep them very happy. Oh no! And if you do that, we will give you like fourteen thousand silver. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! Let's, let's yeah, do it." Yeah. That's well, so I, so I had just hit the occupancy cap on my barracks. So I had just dug a new barracks of like twenty beds, and like none of them were being used. It's like this is perfect. <laughs> um, and so I set a drug policy for only the guests to just do like all drugs all the time and just be like really happy and have a great time. Um, which was very funny because they all, like two of them got carcinoma, but it doesn't matter because they're leaving in twenty one days. Um, so they yeah, just came to my that's not my problem, right? Yeah, right. They, they came to my base and did a ton of drugs, got cancer, and then like we we kind of kicked them out. I saw someone, uh, one of the people I follow on Twitter the other day was like, "I keep thinking I have coronavirus, but then I remember I just smoke lots of weed when I'm forced to be at home." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing some of that. I've been playing some of the game we'll talk about at the end of the show here. I've been playing some Siege because that game's still fun. Like nothing, nothing big. Lots of division with you guys, so you know. Just your staples. Yeah, a lot of a lot of meat and potatoes in the gaming right now. I I did uh, bust open Plague Inc. because I'm a sick fuck, uh, and. Well, I, I mean, we've been a... we've been playing the division, so you don't right, even need to. Right, yeah. right. So so I played a virus and realized like, oh yeah, this is how it works because viruses just spread crazy fast in that game. But they actually added some other shit into that game that's kind of wild. Like there's a vampire virus. And a zombie virus instead of there just being a symptom combo, and so like okay, so this is like weird other mechanics to play in that game. This now. is like when this is like when fucking Crusader Kings adds like fucking like uh, uh, oracles and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fucking vampire game mode is totally different. Like it's fucking weird. <laughs> like you build vampire nests and you go hunt down church hunters and like it's got all kinds of shit going on in there. That's goofy. Yeah, it's weird, but. But yeah, play gank still cool. <laughs> that would be cool if like the vampirism thing was like. Do you remember like in Team Fortress they would they 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 would they would always do a Halloween event where they'd sell Halloween costumes, but you could also and you could only wear those costumes during Halloween, but you could also wear them on the full moon. 
Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So like, so like, you can touch. So like, what if it's like you can only do a start a vampire save game during the Halloween period or on the full moon, <laughs> or or a werewolf one, even better. Uh, right? Yeah, there's no werewolf one, and I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Uh. But some of the rules on vampires are weird. Like you have to really tech into vampires coming out of your victims. Like it's kind of a weird thing, but it's the way they had to balance it for the game to work. Like I get it. Well, it's like every universe has different fucking rules for vampires anyway, right? Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, oh, the vampire bit you and you didn't die. Sometimes it's like, oh, you have to, the vampire has to feed you its blood. Right. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, uh, but but then there's master vampires. And if you kill the master vampire, all the vampires in this downline of an MLM explode. Well, and, and here's like the most <laughs> fucked up thing is in like, in like every vampire fiction, if you go into that vampire fiction, assuming other vampire rules apply, the vampires will make fun of you and they'll be like, yep. process can't hurt us. Christians just made that sparkle. up. Get out of here. I, like yeah. I love garlic. <laughs> yeah. I put it on my blood. If, if you get 50 other vampires underneath you, your vampire powers get better. Yeah. Sorry, MLM vampires. Like, whoa. whoa. You'll you'll be getting paid to be a vampire. (laughs) And if you get 10 vampires to eat these cereal bars. (laughs) Matt, what you been playing? Oh, man. So many things. Um, Mostly at work, though. Um, So work's been weird uh, because there's no kids. So there was multiple days where the administration was trying to figure out what to do with us. Because they're not going to pay us to do nothing. Although eventually they did. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm almost um, doing nothing at my work. Yeah. So like we, it, it asymptotally approached nothing, but then stopped being an asymptote. Right. That's what happened. Um, but uh, my fr- my my friend at work, uh, the the 19 year old that I work with, I try to expand his mind and expand um, the the games that he's playing, much like I do with the kids. Uh, but that's an abject failure because the things that I, th- I show them just become the new thing that they only play, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like <laughs> they, they were playing only Smash and I had a problem with that. So I showed them other games. Now they only play those games. And I'm like, damn it. It didn't work. I mean, right. I mean, that was fucking me in middle school, man. Yeah. yeah. Like... But, that, but that's, that's the thing. Is, that's the thing I kind of realized was that, like, I just have to approach how I'm showing these these them these new games. Because what was happening is, during free time, I'd be like, oh, we're going to play something new. And they'd be like, no, you're robbing us of our free time of doing the thing I want to do, which is play the, the same game every single day right. with my friends at, at this after school. I want to play Counter-Strike 1.6 again. Right, exactly. <laughs> I want to do it because yeah. the dopamine, right? So what I have to do is make it one of the activities. It's like yeah, we're okay. trying we're trying a new game today. That's what we're doing because you have to do what I say during this part of the day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, well, and like, well, and also you're you're not like robbing them at that point. Right. 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 I'm not. I'm, it, it doesn't feel like I'm taking anything away from them. And structure today like, is real human basketball. It, yeah. It, it in fact feels like I'm giving them something because normally we don't play video games during that part of the day. Um, so that's the way I just, I just have to structure it differently. Um, but anyway, on to guy. I've been. Um, during the days where we were getting paid to hang out at work, um, he started playing Ape Out because he was like, oh, what's that? Ape Out, that sounds cool. And dude shouted for a solid hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in a good way. Like he was no, having a really good like... <laughs> he was having a really good time, but it was just like it was just like, ah, blah, blah. Right, like yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you meant like continue shouting, like, oh my God, man, ape out. Because I, I feel like I shouted for a solid hour when we played that game. 
No, when I showed him Ape Out, and then um, have you guys heard of Omnibus? Omnibus. Uh, is that the one? Um, the 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 bus that gets longer. Uh, no, that's Snakey Bus. Snakey Bus. Okay. He also likes Snakey Bus, so this might be a little confusing. <laughs> Snakey Bus is the game we play when there's one kid left. Hmm. Uh, that's the I may I'm just like hey hey kid you've never heard of this before because you've never been the last kid before but you're playing Snakey Bus and it's like this secret that you get to find out about if you're the last <laughs> kid um, so that's that's that we that's what we do with Snakey Bus but um, no Omnibus is like a physics based driving puzzler it's really weird um, but it's very easy to die on Omnibus. And so I'm again, watching his trailer and it makes me feel like crazy taxi made me feel. Yeah. It's a lot of crazy taxi, but a lot of like more physics based and, um, okay. yeah. And, and goofy. Um, and then I personally at work have been playing a ton of heat signature. Okay. Um, and I've been, I've been when the, when the update first came out and you were like, Oh, the new enemies are good actually. Because mm-hmm. I was also on the on the on the tip of like fuck this. Why would I want a dude with a sniper rifle to know where I am at all yeah. times? <laughs> right? Why would I want that, dude? I love uh, that high velocity rifle. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. They're um, they're everywhere and they're great. But uh, I don't know that I've run into that thing. It it has no travel time. The bullet has no travel time or very little travel time. Yeah, it does okay. have travel time. I have dodged one. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've done it like a couple times. I I cannot do it consistently though. Yeah. It's hard as fuck to dodge. Yes. But, um, the and then the the other thing they added with that update was people with traits. Mm-hmm. And so oh. I've been doing I've been doing a lot more of those. Like I did this mission the other day where it starts you in space with no pod. Um, mm-hmm. and you and you have a shotgun and you have to propel yourself to the ship well that, that's just one of the um yeah, yeah the... i know i know it's just one of but i did that um and so i've been doing those and i've been i've been doing the the, the traits with that one um and then hey do you guys remember uh brutally unfair tactics are now uh, okay now no it's a game where you have to like put down the controller, walk away, and then like do a thing that the game tells you like do a setup or or like <laughs> okay, and then it'll say like it'll say either like the first person to hit their button fifteen times loses or like the first person to hit their button seven times or hold it down for four seconds wins. It, so I was playing that one with the kids. That one was a yeah, really that's one fun. where you're supposed to like touch your opponent's controllers and shit. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to like fuck. Them yeah, up. yeah, okay, I do remember that game now. That was like on yeah. like. Uh, like Xbox Live Arcade, right? And like yeah, it was like era. it was like way back. But I, I yeah. got it. I got it on Steam, and then the kids actually really love it. Um, yeah, and and it was that. it was really it was a really fun um, interaction because the kids kept looking to me to enforce rules and meta. Like they would look to me and they'd be like, "Hey, can you can you make it so no one does this thing that I don't like?" And I'm like, "No, you need to tell them that you don't like that." Right, and you need to tell them that you're not going to do that, and that needs to be the conversation. You guys need to negotiate about like what is acceptable and what is not, and think about how it would feel if someone was doing this to you. Like it was a really good exercise in imagining how the other person felt of, of considering other people's like sovereignty and personal space. And... Right, right, but also still playing the game and recognizing what was fun. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and That's so it was good. like. Yeah, it was actually really cool to see. There was a couple of kids who stepped up in a way that made me real proud, um, you know. And uh, and then the kids have been playing Shitloads of Killer Queen, uh, and we've been playing The Shrouded Isle, which we should talk about now, I think. Sure. Right? 
Um, yeah, so I picked the Shrouded Isle because I really like Kit Fox games. I'm a really big fan of Moon Hunters, um, and the Shrouded Isle, like its whole oh, content yeah. content seemed really cool. Um, as far as like having to manage a cult, cult management. Hey, that sounds great. And yeah, played... like that's that's a game mechanic, right? Yeah, like, let's we, go, like we we've played management sims before, uh, and I remember Owen, oh, you played like this cult manager way back in the day that had these like weird balls that abducted people and like propaganda vans that you sent down to town. It was like pretending to be Wild Wild Country. Like I remember you played that game. Before. I did not play that game. That is a game I watched a video of someone play at your house. Oh, okay. Huh, I swear I could have sworn you you actually played it, but um, whatever. No. All right. So anyway, that's why I picked the game. <laughs> cool. Uh, and I had a really good time. I played the game. Let's see. I have these stats right in front of me. Why don't I just look them up? I I have put uh 5.8 hours into this game. Um I've probably done I'd say six or seven different playthroughs, most of which have been failures, and two of which have succeeded, or at least gotten very close. Um, I have I have the regular ending, not the true ending, um, under my belt. And do and we know what's has, in the true ending? I do. I do know it's in the true ending. Okay, I, we don't need I, to I go into I, that right now. But I went I, into YouTube and, and looked it up. Oh shit! I was, shit, I was gonna do that. I forgot to do that. I was gonna watch yeah. a YouTube ending uh, because I didn't fucking finish this game. Uh, <laughs> I I put. Uh, according to my Switch, roughly twice as much time into it, and I guess I'm just very bad at it. I'm bad um, at it, too. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard game, but also, like... Yeah, this I, game is fucking rough, man. Yeah. It's it's hard in a way that there's not a lot you can do about until you notice it, and then there's nothing you can do about it. Um, like, I, have, I, have a, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, did you ever... Uh, when... When selecting like which people were going to be active that month mm -hmm. um, for people, did you ever not select three people? Yeah. Okay, because that is mathematically like a horrible idea. To not do it? Yeah, because everyone you don't select loses five. Right? right. They lose five relation. So you're actually like, you're not, you're actually net losing more relation than you're gaining. Okay, so... That explains a lot of the swings that I had in my earlier games. But, but then, but then beyond that, beyond that, if you have one of those one of those three people, if they have a negative outcome, mm -hmm. the negative and positive outcomes of you selecting them are blunted and divided right. by the number of people. So there's basically no like unless you're in the hole and gonna rebel. That's next, where next that's turn, where I ended up. Yeah, that, was... that is that is the only time that is, so is that makes I, any sense. I found myself up against the wall not so much on a reputation degree, but on um, I found myself going up against the fence more often on keeping one of my various stats up. Like you have what uh, ignorance and discipline and fervor, fervor, and you know, like like all penitence and obedience. Penitence and obedience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would find myself going up against the wall on one of those stats. And so what I I frequently had to pick not three advisors because I need to get my fervor set up like now. And mm -hmm. if I pick these other people, they have penalties to my fervor or they have penalties right. to this other stat. And I need or, to have or, two or it won't get it up high enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I only once did I have a, a run end um, from one of my houses totally rebelling. Although there was one run that ended because I got mad at it because I could just tell 
like just everything was unraveling. Oh, yeah, I would say yeah. I would say a good third of my runs. Yeah. I, I saw the writing on the wall and was like, okay, bail, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, I, think, I, was, like, I was the opposite. I was trying to save it. The, but there were the, a lot of times where I got that that inkling like halfway in. So I think we should do sort of like an, a general overview of how the game works, just in case somebody sure. who's listening to this doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, so basically, um, there are five different houses, um, which all need to be intact at the end of the game, as in they need to have at least one alive member. Um, each season you select uh, one member from each house to be that house's representative. Each house is responsible for keeping up one of your stats, uh, which we have talked about previously, the five stats. Um, uh, and at the end of the season, um, one of those five people has to be sacrificed. So generally what you want to do is you want to find someone who is a sinner so that nobody is super mad when you kill them um, so that you can maintain relationship with the houses. Um uh, each person has uh, a vice, which can be uh, minor, normal, or uh, major. And then they have a virtue, um, which uh, these vices and virtues contribute to what stats go up and down when you select them during the season to uh, to do their job. Um, and these always and, go with the traits. Yes. Well, and, and this isn't a hard rule, but almost always their vice will be stronger than their virtue. Yeah. Well, yeah, because so the uh, the virtues are plus five, plus ten, and plus zero, and the vices are minus ten, minus twenty, and minus thirty. There are major virtues that are plus fifteen. Oh, yeah. right, there are plus fifteens. I so I forgot about plus fifteens because they're so yeah. fucking rare. Because um, every once in a while you get like a fifteen ten guy, and you're like, you, you're my favorite. Oh <laughs> yeah, so, so that was that was the thing for me is that I I knew him. Um, uh, a run was done if I couldn't within the first few seasons find uh, a negative 10 person um, in at least three of the houses. Right. Like if I couldn't find someone to reliably pick and be like, you're my guy all the time yeah, and just spam yeah. them, then the, then you're just done, right? As I got more comfortable with the game, I started doing that too, where I realized like, okay, uh, there's too much negative on the board here for me to be able to manage this. Right. And then the other problem I would have is that I would either have a million people out of 10 million, or, you know, I would, I would have like nine people out of 10 who would have a negative on one stat. And then no one would have a positive. Oh, so you got you guys were running into like stat imbalances where it became yeah. impossible yeah. to I, I have one stat. And, I definitely and, had that yeah. happen. Because I had, had where, go ahead. I had the what was it the um the obedience house. I had a run where not a single person from that house actually boosted that stat. Yeah, regularly on my very yeah. very rarely would I have the person buffing me up my obedience be from the obedience house or or whatever. Yeah. Right, like I'd, I'd find someone with a plus fifteen who had a negative that I could just chew. Like I'd find two people that could like coefficient off of each other. Yeah, and would end up with a stat like, and I would just spam those fuckers. Yeah, you know, and then the third person would be based on what rep I need. To I mean. Hide. I mean, that's what I always tried to do when I found myself in that hole. And, like, sometimes you can crawl out of it and sometimes you can't. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you can make it work if you have enough people to help balance it. But sometimes, like, you sink a stat down and then you can't fix it the next month. Right? Well, just like, I, uh, Playing this game reminded me of the way that, like, Penny Arcade talked about playing Blue, Or, like, the feeling I got when I first discovered how feats worked in 3.5. Like, it was just this, like... 
it was too many things to hold in my head at once. Yeah. And it just it just kept my head going in circles. Well, and that dynamic to me was really engaging. And that's why I stuck with the game and really liked it. Right. Was because I, it, it like playing a paradox game, right? Like I um if I would to come back to this later, I wouldn't remember what plates I was spinning and I wouldn't feel like playing it anymore. Oh, when you were saying I feel like so something I feel very torn about with this game is I, I went to this game very much wanting to like it. And I, I, I found myself become like just somewhat more and more disappointed with it as time went on is I feel like a, a huge part of this game, and I'm not saying this is something you should take out of the game, but a huge part of the game is obscuring information from the player yes. and, and, and making the player fumble around for them and make imperfect decisions often. And there's some of that, that I, I think, feels very fair and there's some of it that feels like obtuse for its own sake that it it, it 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 like i i'm not saying it literally it has a mean-spirited intent behind it but it doesn't feel good can you give me some yeah. examples um like specifically um what Chernabog specifically asks you uh, the, the 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 negative uh, the device that it asks you to seek out and sacrifice mm -hmm. in your dreams between seasons. Mm -hmm. like, it'll ask you for the, the kleptomaniac or for for this and for that, mm -hmm. um, and you just you simply don't get enough interrogations every season to f to find that person unless you know which um, which attribute each one of those. Um, keywords is like assigned to and they're the the, the yeah, yeah yeah so so hunting those people down the, those people who have the specific vice have the very specific one didn't feel like information obscured in a way that's fair mm -hmm. to me um that was one that i always felt really burned by and eventually i just ended up looking up a, a chart and and keeping that chart bookmarked on my phone and yeah. when i would play this game on my switch i would open that bookmark on my phone hmm yeah, I mean, I, I did that too. Um, I just because I was like, oh, there's no way unless I play this game like a ton, am I going to know what these words mean? So right, yeah, I, I think looked, we all found that wiki page. I just looked it up. <laughs> well, it was actually I, I I've been falling back on Steam guides as of late. Um, there's some good information in there. Um, uh, it didn't even occur to me to look there because I was playing this on my Switch. Yeah. Uh, the the thing the thing that really helped with with that one for me was realizing that it's not um, it's helpful, but it's not like the game, right? Like it's a cool thing you can do to switch which which uh, virtue, virtue. Chernobog is is emphasizing so that you can better uh, like tax one to to buff another. Um, but at the end of the day, like you're gonna have to kill. <laughs> all but 11 people who live in a village anyway so well, well so a I counter I focused I, on that too hard so yeah. my, my counterpoint to that is it i literally had no idea why i need to be killing these people specifically or what it even achieves yeah. right i only knew that i'm being told to do it um well, and so i assumed that 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 would in some way work to my benefit mm -hmm. um which it never felt never quite felt like it but i never really I don't know. I, I guess the the really what my critique of this game boils down to is at the end of every run when I failed out, I never feel like I fucking learned anything. I right. I always felt like um I always felt like I had just been sort of chipped down by a big mountain of RNG. 
Right. Enough of it's obscured that you don't have that XCOM moment of knowing when it fell apart. Yeah. Like, right. it, like it, it's like it takes about it took me about 30, 40 minutes to do one of these runs. And every single time I felt like I wasted my time when I was done. Mm-hmm. Man, what have we learned? We've learned nothing. Great. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And and like the game has this very specific, like dark feel to it that makes me feel like Darkest Dungeon or this war of mine. Like there's this there's this trend of bleak games. Right. And, like, the game nails that aesthetic with its single-color monochrome business, however color you picked or whatever. But, like, it also... I don't feel like I get the game enough. And, like, Matt, you saying that that you don't have to always sacrifice the requested one, like, that kind of put a light bulb on of, like, oh, I focused on that a lot harder than I probably well, Yeah, because, so for me, the first time, like, when Chernobog spoke up and he was like, find me, uh, focus on penitence... Uh, and find me the one who is like the kleptomaniac or whatever. Um, the thing, the thing it doesn't tell you that I think it should um, is that the the virtue that it's asking you to focus on is the house you will find that center in. Right. Um, and that's the thing I think it should tell you. Uh, it's not something you should have to figure out for yourself or look up or whatever. Um, but I think where this game fails for me uh, is is the the way that everything meshes together feels really good and i think it mechanically nails bleakness because by the end of the game every single time i had a successful run all of my house relations were teetering towards rebellion right right, right. they just they, sort of in, they inexorably they inexorably slide that way right and and um and so it it nails bleakness mechanically and um thematically for me uh, on both those levels, uh, I felt like it was a really well done package. I I don't think it needs to be as uh, uh, roguelikey as it is. Yeah. Um, like I had recently played Antihero, um, and it's it and Antihero, both the Shrouded Island and Antihero, are both games that I would consider to be in the genre of single player board games that are actually just computer games. Right, okay. like, like, there's no way Antihero or the Shrouded Isle could be fun for a bunch of people to sit around and do, or, or at least that would be a very small market. But they are just board games that a person created. It's like solitaire, right? right. Like, it's, it's, it's a singular. You sit down, you figure out the thing. Right, but, but I think, I think you guys, um, you kind of nail that. Like, it, it, to you guys, it felt like a lot of RNG. For me, it, it just felt like um, that was that was a fallback from um, because the game is so much about uh, obscured information. So for me, every time I failed, I was like, oh, my my hunting for information strategy needs to shift at this point sooner. Or, or like, where do I need to find the point where I need to stop looking at um, people's vices and start looking at their virtues so that I don't end up with a house full of crazy people? You know, like, that, yeah. like, like, I picked up on that. And like, I was, I was, I always found myself asking questions of like, how could I do this better? How could I change it? Better? It was very engaging in that way for, for me. Um, so I, I think it's very interesting that the game, it feels like this is a game that's made for a very specific type of person. Right. Um, uh, and and then I, I, I see why it didn't really do that well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I, I definitely queued into some of those things you mentioned, but I didn't necessarily queue into like, don't listen to your God. <laughs> right. Like, like the, that I am the cult leader and I'm supposed to be leading these people into the safety and the embrace of Chernabog leads me to think that listening to Chernobog is the thing I should be doing. 
right? Like the 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 presentation of that is like, yo, Chernobog is good. We're doing these things for a reason for the afterlife, blah blah blah. You know, like all the religious trappings are there, and like I drank the Kool Aid too hard, which is actually like a testament to its presentation. I think. See, I yeah. I found like, myself completely disillusioned of like all the fiction and atmospheric trappings after like one or two runs like on my first run like you can rename all your people right and yeah. like I, I love it when you can do that in the game it, i it raises the stakes and it also makes things silly um and i i love doing that and i did it the first game and i kind of did it half-heartedly the second game and on the third run i pretty much stopped reading all text and was just hunting for numbers it's like so i say plus five or minus five on on the little hand symbol okay the five all right this and that like like all of the all of the atmosphere just like lost its like real luster and charm when it became just how starkly clear this game was about just like about mani numbers. managing numbers going up and down in yeah. different in yeah different like at columns. the end of the day the game is a lot of fluff surrounding a few gauges and so, like, when you boil away the fluff, when you stop caring about it and the gauges are the only thing, it gets really frustrating when you hit this point where um, you've been playing for three years in-game, which is, like, more than half, and then you realize, like, oh, I killed that guy, and he was the only one with this stat in this house, and now I don't have anyone to really help me with this stat, and everyone in that house sucks at it. <laughs> right like yeah like you can really put yourself in these situations when you have that incomplete information that that screw you over and i don't know if that's that there's just some some starts that aren't possible or if it's that i mismanaged my way out of it and so like even then when that's not surfaced in a way that i get to understand like that rng factor becomes really frustrating so the the whole sort of like it falling into just being numbers thing i could i think i remember that starting to happen to me until i got my first awoken see yeah. i only saw one of those once and my game immediately ended after i got it okay um, <laughs> yeah like i ran into that and i wasn't sure what to do with it so so there was there was a person who like they do wouldn't leave the the dipping pits yeah you put uh, them in the dipping pit to clean up their problem Oh, well, no, I put them. I put them in the. I put them in the dipping pit because I had extra room and I wanted to examine them oh, and okay. also and also quarantine them from their family in case they were fucking crazy. Right. Um, so I put them in the dipping pit and I examined them, um, and then they wouldn't leave, um, and so I dipped them, and they came out as re-dip them when they get finicky. <laughs> they came out as an awoken, which is like this weird fungus covered zombie. Um, and so I was like, Oh sweet. This is the blessing of my God. Hooray. Hooray. And I make them the counselor for that season. Um, and then I, I selected them as the counselor to do their job. <laughs> and it just says, it just says so-and-so scares children who walk near them. Yep. Like that's, that's yep. And it says, uh, they have had an unknown positive effect on your community. And I was just like, at, at that point, it sort of brought me back into the fiction. And I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is what is happening? What is this system? I don't get it. Like, there was well, also there's another there's another one of those. There's another like tooltip result thing that got me in that way, which is every once in a while you get one of those letters where someone comes in and they're like, hey, here's this problem. Yeah, and you almost always have like two or three choices. And the top one was like, oh, get more fervor. And the bottom one was like, oh, get more penitence. And the middle one was, you will have better control over the community. 
Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? Those other numbers, like, I have a gauge for that. I know what that means. Control is yeah. not a stat. Right, yeah, control yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. a stat, so I don't know what that is. I, like, okay. I, I don't know how to choose Dude. this and then suss out what that means. I love clicking on those, and those ones where it's three options, and, and like, one or two of them is, it, it'll have an unknown positive of that. You're just like, all right. Or, or what, I, I always clicked the ones that were just three question marks, because I was like, yeah. fuck it, let's see what happens. Yeah, like, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. Um, and, and, like, wildly enough, sometimes those are the ones that you need, because, like, you know, oh, so-and-so stole this thing, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to them, and then they're like, yeah, I'm a fucking kleptomaniac, and everyone's like, holy shit, that dude just killed himself, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, like, I actually like a lot of the flavor to this game, but there was a point where I was trying to find myself an ending, and it did become just gauges and numbers. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the overall flavor and feel like kind of nails the mark right like the whole idea of the game is that you're on the secluded island and you don't know anything that's out there because everything is misty all the time because it's you know because the end of the world yeah. Yeah. um and and then like every once in a while you get like a random encounter where like oh someone washed up on the shore and he's telling you about the shit and you're like no don't fucking listen to him <laughs> right like murder like his ass. it's your yeah. job to be like yo burn that dude he's a fucking problem right yeah. Yeah. and so so like the way the game displays the choices that move those gauges is very involved in what its flavor is. But when you stop caring about the flavor and only care about the numbers, it definitely like melts that like, away and it gets even more frustrating when you aren't reveling in the weird. Like, like the, the writing and the music and the artwork and, and all of it and the pacing and plottingness of all of it, like all of that is fantastic yeah it's and the but, one but, color the one color aesthetic is like this weird thing that i wasn't into at first and i like oh okay this is important like it needs to be weird and foreboding and and this like yeah 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 i like i like all that stuff a lot it's just that the what the game that the action of playing the game is is manage managing like basically being like an accountant yeah, yeah. it's it's accountancy yeah um, hey. you, you're you're literally managing risk. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And and when when you look at the board and there's nothing but really bad risks, that's frustrating, right? Like, yeah. What color did you guys play in? Uh, just default green. Uh, I went down to the there's I can't remember what they call it, but it's like a kind of a sepia tone. Yeah, I really liked all of them. Like, I eventually defaulted to the green, but. I really liked that they like put in other single color options. I, I liked the sepia tone one um, just because it was easier on the eyes at night. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, that I was I, I because it was on my switch. I played it in bed a little bit, um, and so so having it in like a it's not quite as orangey as I would like for for those purposes for like you know like calming your your brain down the to go shallows. to sleep. Shallows, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I. The, the weird thing about this is, like, they pick colors that are both warm, but also kind of alarming. Yeah. Well, they're also they're also kind of harsh, too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's the thing I liked about the green, is that it kind of attacks your eyes in a certain way. Um, I also r really liked the single color, because the only thing that gets colored differently is blood. Well, blood and your, your stat bars when they get low. Now, yeah. And, um... The other thing is the the madnesses. Yeah, they're all red. Oh, yeah, the madnesses are all and red. So the yeah, red so... really stands out because there's no red option. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 
So, um, Keenan, what what ending did you get? I want to talk about endings for. Uh, let me. I, I, it was one of the you didn't have this stat endings. Let me bring up my achievements. Oh, yeah, you have, an sure achie- you right have achievements. So you can just. Uh, the name of this game is the Shrouded Dying. The Shrouded Isle. There it is. Okay. So I got. That's your achievements. I want mine. <laughs> um, well, because it was doing the Steam feed thing. I'm like, so it's yeah. like this, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I had two incompletions. So I had a knowledge failure and a damnation failure. And mm. I apparently made it to the end twice. <laughs> because in the final trial, your village forgot the virtue of ignorance. And when this happens, it's because you've wiped out that house. Mm-hmm. And you can't work that stat anymore. Right. Um, and one of them literally happened the last week of the game. Like, right. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what happened to me on one of my failed is that I, I extinguished Blackburn yeah. um, on, on the eve before uh, uh, Chernobog came. And I was just yeah. like, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, like I definitely stopped playing that sitting when yeah. I hit that because it's like, one, like that is an ending. It told me that, but also like, that is really unfulfilling. Yeah, that's 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 pretty fucking devastating to yeah. put that kind of time into it. Um, it kind of like sitting down and doing a playthrough. Of this kind of reminded me of a more condensed version of like a civilization, where you just have this like this sort of, for me at least, uh, this drive to just finish the playthrough. It definitely like builds on itself, and when you get good momentum, there's a certain amount of like. No, we can do this. And then, like somewhere along the way, I watch it derail in front of me, and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah. Right? But, but also, like, I get that that's kind of the game. That's and the so, game. like, I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily like mad about it, except for like we already talked about. Like, I don't really know what I could have done differently, or like, there's a point where like I crack open a house and I have all the information on every one of them, and I hate them all, mm. right? And then so it's like. Yeah. It's always just about picking what's coming negatively out of this house that we have to clean up in the other ones. Right, right. So that's, like, for me, I was always, like, start the season with, okay, who's getting sacrificed? That's number one. Because I, so there was a number of... I would, I would regularly fuck that up and not have anyone. And yeah. then I'd fuck up my relationships with all of them. Because you're so, you're so in the sauce with trying to balance the stats. Right. You forget that somebody needs to right. die. At the end of the right. So, so you were talking about, like, having all those things to juggle is, is appealing. Yeah. And it is. But when you drop one... All the others come with it. Whether yeah. you can fix it or not is just yeah. about how well you can resist that. Like, I think uh, I think my experience um, being addicted to paradox games and and this sort of thinking was very helpful. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I, I definitely like felt trained for it yeah. from those things, but but I also like never. It, it when I say it feels like Darkest Dungeon, like. My, my platonic ideal of Darkest Dungeon, and for people who don't know, like, Darkest Dungeon is this meat grinder of a game where you're trying to get back your familial house from really fucked up dark Cthulhu shit and you're hiring mercenaries to do it. The secret to Darkest Dungeon is that you shouldn't get attached to your people. Yeah. I remember I went, when I went to... The Darkest Dungeon is that you get attached to your people. When I went to PAX uh, and was talking with one of the devs for Darkest Dungeon, I was like, well, oh, hey, this game looks cool. He's like, oh, yeah, this game is about how much it sucks to be an adventurer. I was like, okay, I know everything I need to know about this game. Like, the game presents itself in a way where you build up a character and you level them up in that sort of XCOM way. 
and the, like the actual dirty secret to darkest dungeon is like yo sometimes you just gotta meet grinders some dudes through it for the money yeah and like that's fucking dark on its own level but this game like doesn't have that sort of secret hook to it that i found mm. and so like the bleakness is there and the lack of systems control isn't something i can grind up enough money in my persistent playthrough to fix it's just like i start a new one and the numbers change and i have to figure out what's fucked up so right? are like, you are you guys aware that the incarnation of this game that we played is very different from its release incarnation i know um, that there is a dlc attached that i don't really know how to separate so the dlc as far as i understand it is the awakened okay right sure. and and how the um how the the old game used to work was that it was three years and you had to uh, you had to find all the sinners and execute them all and that if you didn't do that you lost and if you did that you won and that okay. was that was that game now in this game it's somewhat optional to execute the sinners like it's a good idea and you should do it but it's not necessarily the end goal the end goal is just to make it to the end without any of your numbers dropping below their thresholds right? Right, um, so it's more about holding the balance until the time comes. Yeah, and when you do okay. that, when you when you cross that threshold, you are treated to the normal ending, which is that Chernobog comes and destroys the entire world. Hell yeah! Okay, um, <laughs> I kind of, I mean, we all kind of assumed it'd be something like that. Oh, it's right? definitely yeah. a death cult, right? But, like but, the things but, we're valuing. Chernobog, <laughs> Chernobog, fucking rules, guys. He's he's sort of got this giant mushroom head. Um, he has an enormous hole in his chest. First of all, he's like the size of a skyscraper Hell yeah. uh, and, and sort of shaped like a mushroom. Like he's just a torso with no arms with an enormous hole in his chest. And then there's just this mountain of skulls and fungus where his like legs should be with this enormous fuck off sword stabbed <laughs> into it. Um, and so like in the final ending, he shows up and just like sees your village and sees that it's full of people. And he doesn't like this, so he destroys the entire world. Yo! Um, <laughs> um, and it's like this great sundering of all land and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I looked it up online. The uh, The true ending is that if you manage to convert, I think it's 90% or all of your villagers into Awakened, you Jeez. get the true ending, which is that everyone... Uh, you being the last person, and then all of the awakened sink to the bottom of the siege, the sea, and live with Chernobog at the bottom of the sea forever. Which is um, how you do, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but he's like this enormous, like undead mushroom thing, which actually harkens back to there's like the H.P. Lovecraft story where there's the dude in the boat made of mushrooms. Okay, uh, he's yeah. like off in the fog. Uh, like that's that's this game, right? Is the, that right? Has, right. Um, but anyway, I really enjoyed it. Do you guys have anything else to say about it? I'm glad it's in the rearview mirror. Yeah, like, like I, I would sort of strap in for a playthrough for a couple of hours and like yeah. have some optimism, and that would sort of get crushed by the systems, and that's fine, right? Like some games are just bleak, and that's cool. Yeah. So like I'm not mad about that. Like, but it would have been cool to like have a little more understanding so I could actually finish. Well, and that's it's unfortunate because my goal here was to provide you guys with a game that was sort of like easy to snap out a playthrough in a sitting mm -hmm. so that we would it, like sort of uh, not palate cleanser, but like a lighter fare, you know? Yeah. Like, and that you don't have to be like involved in it. Right. And, and, like, I, and I, I appear to have like almost utterly failed on all of my goals. And that that's because we're iron dumbassing our way at it. Right. Like, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't, like, I don't I, think you guys made any bad decisions. I'm 
kind of the point of what we were talking about, right? It's yeah. like you, you failed through no fault of your own, right? It was just like, eh, it didn't work. Which, like, so. let's be real, you're a cult leader. Like, none of those go well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, yeah, you got to define success for yourself, Keenan. You know that's true. That's true. You know, but I survival. Maybe. Well, I mean, like, I also like a successful cult stops being called cult, right? Like, yeah, fair. that's like the whole fair. thing. Like, Sometimes there's a there's a few of them. companies. There's yeah, a, there's, know, yeah, like, there's yeah. a few of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's that's food for thought. All right. Yeah. Um. Okay, it. I, I believe it is time for the bad standards and such. Yeah, feels um, right. Okay. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, disco Elysium. How many Disco Elysiums out of five does this game receive? Uh, I'm gonna say at least one because you, as the owner of the cult, are the human can opener. Okay. Um, I was thinking more on like sort of a mood of of, um, of like bleakness. Like both of these worlds are doomed. are over, are doomed, uh, uh, and there's a certain anxious background noise. Okay. Uh, to yeah. both of those, but I, I'm anxious to hear what Owen has to say. Well, and, uh, and it has a certain amount of like vagueness of the outside world around you. Yeah. That the. Um... Oh my god, what is it called in Disco Elysium? The fog. Why can my I can't conjure it up in my brain. The pale? The pale. Yeah. That 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 feels not hugely, but somewhat reminiscent of the pale. That that right. it that it's our own constructed ignorance that that keeps the world beyond this island like hidden the, from us. The thing that stops me here is that they're very different types of games. Um you engage mm -hmm. with them almost completely different parts of your brain. Yeah. Uh, but there's you're right there's there is that emotional doomed feeling there's some moment. there's some emotive touchstones here that i feel deserve yeah. a greater than zero number but i, I, I don't think it, i don't think it could go above a two yeah i think that if, that's fair if, if, if you guys both picked three right now i will not shut up about it until we're all three of us are dead <laughs> i can no i'm happy with a two like yeah that okay. okay two yes two um moving on uh, Temtem. Oh God, the numbers. Oh the uh, numbers. The numbers all day. Just just, this is the complete opposite because because the parts, the parts that we, the parts that were just go Elysium are not the Temtem parts, and vice versa, right? So like Temtem is all numbers all the time. Yeah. With this with this shellacking of like Hello Kitty Genki Des Ne uh, mm -hmm. on top of it. Um, <laughs> Uh, whereas Disco Elysium is the opposite, right? It's it's all the talking with the with the thematics, right? Um, yeah, I, I'd say in that vein, I'm going to propose a two. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, like both of, <laughs> both of them. Are, all three of these games are very numbers driven, right? Like whether whether you see all of it or not. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I would say that the 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 biggest like um, what do I want to say like uh systemic difference between the two is in temtem you can really fail your way forward mm -hmm. and you absolutely <laughs> cannot, cannot do that in this game no. well and even yeah. in uh even in disco elysium you can fail your way forward most of the time oh yeah. that's the that's the thing they have in common is the mm -hmm. failure good um yeah no i love it in, in temtem you 
the, your rival comes out of literally nowhere and challenges you and beats you and, and it's just like all right moving on yeah right, keep playing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah and you and when you get to a gym you can't beat you just crash against it like a wave over and over <laughs> until the, the rock is worn down all right <laughs> so two all right um breath of the wild Wow. Oh boy. Um, well, also a doomed world. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very tempted to say a zero here. Um, because, yeah, like, because while, while Breath of the Wild may be like canonically a doomed world, that's not the feeling. That game is all about freedom. It's right? all like, about freedom and hope and all the Zelda things and yeah. choice. And I, I don't feel like those are and heroism. Core. Yeah, yeah, and those are not core gameplay mechanics of the Shrouded Isle. <laughs> like, and, and like you, I, from what I've seen in Breath of the Wild, you can ignore a lot of the numbers, yeah, um, yeah. and just sort of just sort of do it. Um, all right, so I'm I'm at a zero. How you boys? Yeah, feel? I'm fine with yeah, that. No zero's Sounds legit. Yeah. I'm very outspoken in this one. That's weird. Uh, Titanfall two. Oh, um, I. Uh, I can't think of a single parallel to draw between this game and Titanfall 2. Yeah, I mean, even because Titanfall 2, like each level has its own sort of gimmick, you know? Mm -hmm. And this game is like, nope, it's the same yeah. the Yo, whole time. I actually get it. I actually get a. Yeah, but in very different ways as I'm describing yeah. right now. But I actually get a little bit annoyed when I restart a playthrough of Shrouded Isle and I can't dip people season one. Mm hmm. Right, right. It's this core mechanic of the game when you're in it, and yeah. like it, it slow bleeds you into it, even though you've played it before. Right. So I, I'm going to go with the zero on time. How you okay. yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me. Uh, and then on to Gang Beasts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a triple a triple odd buck I'm hearing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like, but, but the way the bad standards are set up, like like getting yeah. zeros isn't necessarily a bad thing. It means you're your own thing. Yeah. Right. Like. Well, at least different than the things we selected. Um, right. It's a bad standard hat trick. No, but I mean, it's it's interesting because I put Gang Beasts on this list, or we put Gang Beasts on this list because it's the dumb fun. It's the mm -hmm. arcade. Yep. It's the oh, craziness, and this game has fucking none of that. Right. It's like yeah. serious time, numbers time. People are yeah, gonna they, die. Yeah. You did the numbers wrong. There's not even like little tiny snippets of mirth or levity in no, the writing there's, like, ever. No attempt at lightness, which is part of like what's interesting about it to me. Like, how hard is it to develop this game and have it be broken and then continue to make it when like there's nothing to fall back on that's like bright fun about it, right? Yeah, like like, like the only the only levity you'll find in this game in, in this game is any that you bring yourself. Like, right. Like if you get into nonsense, like on my first playthrough. Or it was on my second playthrough. I just Did started you name someone useless fool. No, no, I, I no. So I, I I went in and I started naming people comma and then a negative adjective. So it would be like Catherine, a fool, <laughs> was appointed to the council this season. Yeah. Hmm. So, what were we just talking about? Uh, how it gets a zero gang, gang beasts. beasts. It gets zero gang beasts. Gang beasts. So yeah, it's it's it, it's. Oh, I was going to say, it must be so hard as a game developer to maintain the tone of a game that has a tone to maintain over right. the like, 18 months that you're in it. 
or right, years right. that you're That's in it, I mean, or it's more. Like, it's like, were they all on antidepressants while they made this game? <laughs> like, what? How do you not take Chernobog home, right? Kid, like, Kid Fox is around here, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, so, I, I mean, this is the land of That's everything. True. Maybe right, they just right. did it in the perpetual three winters that we get. I don't yeah. know, right? Like... <laughs> Uh, land of bad weather, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, it's this is the part where I ask you if it gets a, a Moira Brown. I don't think so. No, that's hard to miss much. Yeah, I don't um, think it gets a golden toilet skull actually, either. Actually, you you could feasibly totally miss the Awoken, right? Yeah, but I don't think that's like a huge thing. I don't know. Okay. I don't think it's deserving of Moira Brown because the yeah. the, whole, the whole point of the Moira Brown is uh, to make fun of the way Megaton yeah. is handled in Fallout Three and how bad that is. You mean and, not handled? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and to sort of point that out. Um, uh, and then finally, we have to we have to shove um, the protagonist. <laughs> Sorry, I have to do this. I have to shove the protagonist. Of the yeah, he's um, the cult leader and he's fucking good at it. Tequila Sunrise <laughs> or Tequila Sunset is real good at it. Yeah, yeah. He's got his stash of booze and drugs, and, and he's got all his shit bag up, hobo like, friends with him on the council. Like, yeah. uh, like was it a uh, horrible Doom Spiral or whatever their yeah. names yeah. are? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, all right. He takes all the town drunks and parties with them behind closed doors, it, very it, much it, like it, Stalin. It becomes less uh, of uh, an Innsmouth and more of a uh, middle of the desert, lots of drugs style cult. I, I, I sort of imagine him like Harrier Dubois getting into like sale of indulgences type stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, like I, I feel like he would. But then also using that as a way to find out who's a fucker. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, he would lure people into his drug den so he could find out who's the kleptomaniac. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> He'd be like, no, I totally killed that guy. No, they're just like an. You know? <laughs> um, all right. Well, shit, guys, is there anything else to say? Well, I think we're doing another episode of this podcast after this. Oh, right. Yeah. There's that. I, I do want to say that in in a world where we're getting a lot of like weird live events with no crowds and things on TV and etc. Like this game was the perfect like weird alone time game. Okay, I'm, like, well, I'm glad it accomplished that because that like was it, a goal. It, it the game's sort of isolating nature really fit in with the weird hellscape that we're living currently. Yeah. And like it kind of had this cool feel of like, you know, I've been in this chair for three fucking weeks at this point, and here I am managing oh. this cult into the doom spiral. Keenan, you you've been in that chair for four months. You're correct, but there was a time where I got out of it for things. Uh, and now that's just not here. Uh, so um yeah, like it, it had this sort of weird ring to it the same way the division has a weird ring to it right now of just mm-hmm. like why is the thing I'm ingesting this close to the weirdness? Like, why is the, why is the life art? Why is the art life? Why is it? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, this really fit the tone, I think accidentally in a way I appreciate. All right. Well, cool, man. I'm glad that it actually worked out in that way. (laughs) And then our next game, because it's my turn, right? Yeah. You go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, our, Our next game is doom eternal because we here like to rip and tear. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's kind of a tradition at this point, and I would highly encourage um, the three of us and also anyone who listens to our podcast regularly to go back, listen to episode one, <laughs> because there's a section where we talk about what the next Doom will be like, mm-hmm. what we think it would be like. There's a section where we discuss that. I distinctly remember. I don't remember what the fuck we said. I think but... I remember one of the things I said, and it's very much part of the new game, but we'll we can go listen to it and get into that next but episode. I think, I think it would be really interesting to go back and look at, like, who was wrong as hell. Um, <laughs> so I think it's I think it's the Hugos has the, like, most wrong about the future award or whatever. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, that's I, I'm, I, I had already been planning to go back and re-listen to that episode, and I'm I'm sort of curious if my gripes from then are still my 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 gripes with the game now or my gripes with this game i mean very quickly sort of as a last button on this do you guys think it would be more interesting to listen to our episode one before playing doom eternal or after well i was planning on doing it before okay yeah i'm a little ways into it already but I'm probably going to give it a listen tomorrow while I wait for work so to happen. You're going to do it in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I think that's. Well, how I we're guess doing that it. I guess that leaves after for me. <laughs> um, well, I've already played Doom Eternal a little bit, but not a huge amount. Okay, well, we'll count it. We'll give it a mulligan yeah. um, next time, folks. I don't know when it'll be, but it'll be a good, good. Bye. and more like it at soundcloud.com slash Bay. That's B-U-C-C-I-B-A-E. Stay fresh.